Sudhir, uh, welcome to this episode of the New Space India podcast. Uh, thank you so much for uh, taking uh, a lot of your time for uh, recording this episode with me. Most welcome. So, uh, I wanted to know firstly, you know, a little bit about uh, your own background before we get into, you know, uh, your current work in ISRO and so on. So, uh, can you, you know, briefly describe how uh, you entered ISRO and your career so far as to what got you into this capacity building planning office? Oh, nice. <laughs> it reminded me to at least to recollect my whole history. Uh, fine. Uh, I'm a graduate in mechanical engineering. from uh, uh, rec varangal at that time now nowadays it's being it's called as uh, nit varangal after graduation i have done the post graduation in industrial engineering from sp university andhra pradesh which is close to my uh, native town after that i got selected uh, to tata steel through campus interview i had a, a fortunate experience in tata steel uh, for more than 6 years i learned lot of things in tata steel because it's one of the uh, very good organizations to work with for the especially for the learners or beginners after that i got an opportunity to get selected to isro again through national advertisement i completed i got selected to isro i opted to join uh, sriherkota happened to be which is uh, hardly 100 kilometers away from my native place that's the reason i've chosen after that uh, initially i was uh, involved in uh, developing a, a erp package uh, for our administration we'll say administration system uh, which uh, caters to the uh, administration purchase accounts out of finance and such kind of modules for our day to day operation of our uh, isro administrative processes later i got into Marthri project, GSLV Marthri project, which is the uh, rather fourth generation or third generation launch vehicle for ISRO, which is totally self-reliant and most of the technologies we developed in-house. And I happen to get associated with the Asia's largest solid propellant plant, what we call it as SPP at Sri Harikota. And uh, very important launch integration and assembly facilities. which will cater to the jsl marthri project later it was very fortunate based on this experience i gained during this project management i had to handle uh, the largest assembly building for isro that is second vehicle assembly building it is a fascinating and it is a fantastic project which is a multi disciplinary project which involves civil electrical ac plumbing uh, satellite cooling systems Uh, various fabrication works platforms evot cranes doors such kind of uh, whatever you imagine the magnitude would be 10 times your normal whatever you see such kind of projects so israel has uh, really i have learned a lot uh, from my basics from tata steel and subsequently implementing the knowledge what, what i gained in tata steel in the real time projects now i successfully completed more than 20 years in my project management career gained lot of experience in multi disciplines not only in uh, even though i am basically a mechanical engineer with industrial engineering background i gained civil engineering electrical engineering uh, air conditioning engineering so many fabrication uh, uh, criticalities things that 
I after that I moved to Israel headquarters as a part of capacity building program office, which is responsible for identifying and the gaps and uh, uh, in terms of technical infrastructure, technologies, critical technologies, uh, uh, IPRs, patents, and uh, outreach programs, which are all coming under my portfolio. Probably, I think I should thank the ISRO management to give me a great opportunity to serve uh, ISRO intern, my country. So thank you for that, uh, you know, pretty great introduction. So it's uh, great to know that you have a vision of uh, having worked in the organization for more than 20 years, and you can see that through a very wide lens. Um, so to begin this kind of a conversation, you know, why was, for example, the capacity building program office created in ISRO? And uh, what was the need for it? And how do you foresee its work uh, benefiting, you know, the country in total? It's a very nice question. See, ISRO, the, especially space domain, is a very versatile domain. And it is a niche area. I always use that word niche area. And many technologies, they fall in the dual, uh, dual nature. And uh, uh, the availability of the technologies, you call it as equipment in terms of equipment, in terms of uh, technical know-how, is very difficult from the obtaining from the advanced countries. So one has to be self-reliant uh, to see to to make sure that your visions, ambitions are in place, especially in the in the space domain. Further, most ISRO, you you know, uh, unlike other countries, India is concentrating more on the societal applications, more to the public, more to the common man. For to be because of the population and because of the vast resources. The space applications can be made applicable to each and every segment of the society. You call it as you take it as forest, you could take it as natural resources, you take it as education, you take it as any name you take. There, the space application would be there. The insurance, the banking system, the uh, aviation, everywhere. So, one, if you wanted to uh, be at par with the advanced nations or developing nations, you should be self-reliant. Not only that one, the realization times of these projects are pretty long, longer, and you should first develop the capability of uh, designing the systems. Then you should have proper schedule to realize, which will take pretty long time. Unless otherwise you start thinking of these processes or these projects or these realizations well in advance, maybe five to 10 years before, it is not possible to achieve these goals. Probably I think one concerted effort is required while uh, the organization is concentrating on uh, the ongoing processes. I think ISRO management felt that there should be a group or agency or a division which will constantly uh, look, after, look for the opportunities, whether within the ISRO or outside the ISRO for developing the uh, for building the capacities, for identifying the gaps between the uh, future demands and current availabilities. They should make a, a plan, roadmap for achieving the desired goals. This is what the, the ISRO management has felt and a program, exclusive program office has been created with uh, uh, 
with uh, qualified people and competitive people i think isro's vision is admirable and it is giving the results right so given that uh, you know your background and your experience in shar and uh, today you know your current uh, position in uh, isro headquarters um, can you talk a little bit about how traditionally vendors have engaged with isro uh because you know i have never worked with uh, isro as such you know inside the organization or so on so i always have an external eye and many of us have an external eye there's very little people who can have the experience of working from inside the, an organization like isro like you have and you know to my eyes uh, it looks like the vendors you know basically they uh, are completely reliant on isro uh, for orders and there is no let's say um product based uh, ip based uh, r and d that uh, a lot of them do uh, maybe 90% of them are heavily reliant on providing manufacturing or services support to isro uh, in the current state um so can you you know talk a little bit about your experience with a lot of the vendors and uh, how they have evolved over the period of time and you know how they can mature to be uh, not just you know serving isro's need but graduate to also export a lot of the uh, things that they can produce outside to the global market very good question you asked narin in fact i had a, i had a fortune to work with uh, these vendors for last 18 years i should say because most of the vendors were projects uh, by, by virtue of my working and by virtue of my uh, demand on me the vendor development and vendor interaction was huge as far as me is concerned with major projects see i just put forth my uh, my points like this if you call it as vendor the vendors are different types of vendors are there let us say isro programs how any r and d program or uh, isro program can be conceived is first is new project development which is isro is basically an r and d organization our endeavor should be always to conceive new projects developmental projects for either increasing the payload or uh, low cost uh, access to the space or advanced technologies such kind of things is one one side of the story second side of the story being national space agency and uh, it is our uh, uh, responsibility to create the infrastructure either to be utilized by isro or by others non uh, isro people and maintain operate and maintain these facilities the third thing is because governmental projects or launches have to be handled by isro because of various reasons now fortunately uh, uh, the recent reforms you know the uh, government of india has given uh, a mandate uh, to isro to encourage private people for increasing the uh, number of missions which we are uh, in the process of considering the entire platform so far number of launches were less and most of the things are societal needs and national requirements so the missions realizing let us say you call it as you call it as a program realization if you call it as pslv is a program different inputs will come from the ministries and uh, the requirements will come to come from the government of india we have to produce we have to manufacture the satellites as per the demands of the different ministries we have to launch them we have to ensure that the satellites in space they are working properly and if at all 
uh, any corrections are required. This is called operation phase. One is research development, another one is infrastructure, another one is operating the op manufacturing, producing, manufacturing, and launching the satellites using in-house in uh, in-house developed launch vehicles. So in these three lines, always ISRO go. Now additional vertical has come to encourage the private people to attract the uh, global space market and enable them transferring the technologies so that uh, India industry also at par with uh, uh, ISRO technical know-how. This is the fourth dimension is working. When you are realizing these things, some of the things are project-based. Like let us say I'm developing one uh, new assembly vehicle building or a wind tunnel. It is one-time project. This we call it as infrastructure projects. These infrastructure projects are one-time and many people do not have the technical know-how. So we have to bifurcate them into a minute level. Let us say a fabrication is there. Ultimately, we have to identify, we have to design and identify the fabrication projects and release the tenders. So these people are, no industry will be exclusive for ISRO. So many industries, they do, they are involved in the fabrication. They also do the infrastructure projects for ISRO. So such kind of one-time activities or turnkey projects are one type of vendors. The second type of vendors, they are built basically in the research field. We give the concept, we will jointly do the research and we will jointly evolve the systems. And by the time system is matured, we will transfer this technology and we will, uh, we will enable them to produce in mass basis. This I call it as, let's say satellite field antennas are there, reflectors are there, so many electronic components are there. Let's say if you come to launch vehicle side, uh, fabrication items are there. Most of the uh, 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 items or subsystems will be produced in industry only. I don't call them as vendors, I call them as partners because they are sharing our load. If we take launch vehicle side, the participation of vendors or uh, the partners are pretty high. Even it, uh, it has, if it is PSLV, it is more than around 80 to 85%. If it is GSLV Mark III, because most of the launch vehicles that almost self-dependent except for few materials, aluminum, such, such kind of things. These are all routine in nature. Once if you release the design and if you have qualified the vendor and it is only routine supplies. The, the third thing is operation maintenance. For operation maintenance, let us say you take launch port or you take test facilities, IPRC, such kind of centers. Huge infrastructure is there. It involves metal handling equipments, EOT cranes, so many machines, so many uh, process equipment, electronics equipments, radars. All this requires spare parts once if the infrastructure is built after that operation maintenance. For operation maintenance, some operation guys who knows about the operation of the uh, such equipments and for maintenance spares and consumables so if you see the, the if you make a map of all these vendors a fellow uh, who is a space a space manufacturer for automobiles he need not be uh, exclusive for the space he can be anybody who can supply the forklifts who can supply the uh, tractors trailers based on the capacity so if you see, it is nothing like that. Everything is a generic in nature, unless otherwise you know much about the inside stories of 
the space domain then only you will realize it is nothing but a a, a association of a general industries which otherwise they can use for other purpose other than the space i hope i made uh, uh, your point clear yeah to a certain extent for sure so i want to just uh, build on top of this um, you did mention about uh, you know the different uh, ways in which industry engages with uh, isro or the partners engages with uh, isro so as far as uh, i understand every isro center uh, operates independently uh, with uh, with the partners and because every isro center has a different mandate slightly different mandate uh, with respect to either the spacecraft development or the launch vehicle development or the payload development so is the structure of engagement with the industry directly with the set isro center so in this case in your case for example it would be that shar independently identifies uh, uh, partners in industry that it wants to work with and you know the shar as a center itself engages independently and that specific vendor has also maybe the opportunity to let's say if somebody wants to work with them in sac or ursc or or vssc they can work with them independently is that how uh, the structure works i let me elaborate probably since you have asked this question let me elaborate see as i told you the vendors are most of the vendors are common but very specific vendors are there let us say i i take some examples so that the, your question will be made clear you take materials see rocket motor cases this is the responsibility of vikram sarvaise space center and all projects are run under the flagship of vssc when for producing the material for motor cases the materials are required these motor cases are not produced at shar at iprc at other centers so for pro procuring the materials maybe some exclusive vendors may be there but if we take electronic equipment electronic equipment will be supplied by uh, a common fellow for satellites for avionics at vssc for satellites at sat and uh, ursc leos and iasu and for process equipment the same vendor or the same supplier may supply uh, the process equipment to shar iprc so you cannot we cannot say that this is exclusive maybe to some to some cases let us say i'll i'll explain the solid propellant you take so solid propellant motors are produced in shar that everybody knows it that is a solid propellant raw material propellant materials only will be consumed by shar maybe to some extent vssc rpp okay so some few are the people who are supplying the solid propellants may be confined to two centers because other requirement is not there but if you take uh, spares of metal handling equipment because huge a fleet of a huge fleet of metal handling equipment is there this is common for iprc vssc ursc uh, shar everybody the same common vendors will be there so we cannot just we cannot uh, say specifically that exclusive vendors but probably the centers are working independently as far as contracts are concerned because of convenience because of contract administration because of several reasons because they are demographically far away each and every center is around 350 to 400 kilometers away because of administrative reasons 
we have a setup there is no centralized procurement but few of the things there is a centralized procurement like computers servers we can go for a centralized procurement such kind of things we cannot generalize that it is uh, it is center specific or uh, exclusiveness is there in the vendor selection and this thing and many of the vendors if i take a class vendors many of the vendors are common to many centers that means one vendor is common to many centers like that many vendors are there but when it comes to the specific requirement of that particular center let's say chemical uh, uh, liquid propellant ultimately all chemical propellants are required on the day of launch so there is no point in supplying chemicals to other centers where it is not required so it the entire operations will go like this but i i i should say one word that there is no such kind of exclusivity and we have a vendor base which is common for all the centers based on the requirement the the Uh, one vendor can supply to more than one center right and in many cases uh, you know isro has passed on the technology for uh, the vendor to then produce it for isro so that uh, many of the engineers in isro can focus on developing new technologies so can you give some examples or um, ways in which uh, vendors have been developed by isro yes this is quite common see basically what again i i go back to the same thing space grade materials will not be utilized by uh, anybody else other than space you take it as maraging steel you take it as special alloy 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 aluminum alloys infernal alloys you take it as special uh, here pipes which are exclusively high grade space grade because there are very processes involved several qualification procedures are involved the cost is also huge why because it has to undergo several tests so in these uh, uh, areas uh, we have to develop the industry qualify the industry and qualification and developing the industry is a herculean task second thing is when no industry is coming forward to supply to us just to encourage the industry or to offload the Uh, work otherwise should have been done by isro we enter into contracts this is because you know this is the initial stage so i will tell you example of htpb htpb require the production of htpb is essential for producing the rocket motor solid propellant rocket motors at that time when we have floated as per the government rules only we will go as per procedure that is public announcement will be there those interest those industries interest inserted they will express their interest after that bidding process will be there whoever wins in the open competition we will transfer the technical know how if they are interested to invest yes they will invest and they will supply to us at unit rate basis if an exclusive thing is there which industry is not interested to invest but still we require that particular item cases are there that we have invested and made them to operate and uh, maintain and supply to us so several materials if you take uh, the material all uh, space grade materials yes one industry uh, we have developed medhani we have developed is a government concern htpb we have developed two vendors there is a aluminum powder uh, other things even though aluminum powder is otherwise used for other crackers purpose 
but the grade that the granularity etc what is required requires special qualification procedures we have to educate them in this way we have to make it okay like that several uh, initial initial days not nowadays uh, since the system has been matured this kind of uh, technical uh, the vendor development has come down except for fabrication let us say motor case fabrication it requires a qualifying procedures control system um, manufacturing or production it requires a different procedures to qualify the systems otherwise the cost of poor quality is huge running run into uh, hundreds of crores so we have to handhold the uh, vendors we have to impart the technology we will ensure that their um, setup is qualified and deliver the goods there are several occasion many industries we have uh, handhold them handheld them and we have developed they are traveling with us for decades if increase in, in the production is increased again we are is a qualification of vendors is a continuous process but investments have come down in the recent past uh, government is not investing in fact industry is very favorably coming forward only thing is we have to show the business value because ultimately for the private people it is only roi matters right that is uh, absolutely correct in that sense so as far as uh, i can see from an external lens a lot of the industry development is happening in terms of uh, being able, able to produce a lot of the systems subsystems uh, being able to support a lot of the infrastructure uh, running and operations and so on um so i was curious to know if there are any like end to end service contracts uh, that uh, are possible to be evolved in isro over time because obviously until now uh, if you take for example the example of europe where i am based for example um the european space agency over time has uh, created mechanisms where industry can let's say design its own satellites and they only give out the service requirements they'll only say for example for the sentinel satellites that we need you know 3 meter resolution imagery uh, over this area and over this quality and and so on and then you know the open tender uh, allows airbus or thales or whoever xyz companies which be to then you know uh, apply their own designs and compete for price to provide the service and in that sense you they will then have the design knowledge uh, over time to build end to end satellites as such so uh, from my at least my external lens uh, this is a phenomena that is uh, still yet to occur in in, in india right uh, i may not agree with you in full uh, full sense because uh, see the, as far as the development is concerned satellites are different let us say if you bring out if you dive, uh, distinguish two different items satellites and launch vehicles in the launch vehicles the qualification will be done at, at, at the first time after the qualification is over it is only routine productionization so design will not involve but uh, for any addition of additional payloads or um, some kind of additional features Uh, for improving the payload a minor modification changes uh, do happen but these will will be part of r&d exercise of iso so in such cases what we do we we can we transfer this marginal design uh, modifications to the industry 
so that they will incorporate the same and make very marginal corrections to the uh, structures so that the intended payload gain will happen that is the launch vehicle side when it comes to uh, let us say uh, i forgotten one thing is composites in the recent past many more such kind of uh, uh, subsystems have been given to the industry in fact they were they were designing and delivering it based on the requirements but some of the industries they may say that when they say uh, it it is a it is a, a very difficult question to answer where actually it cracks but they always see the cost benefit analysis if the design cost is much more than what the uh, uh, the revenue they are getting out of this contract many people they, no, they may not show interest this is one aspect which has to be considered and we cannot wait till the business grows or turnover goes so that uh, uh, the uh, the industry will take up the design aspect also so in such cases we do and r&d is a part of our system always thinking how to increase the payload or how to reduce the uh, uh, launch act cost the cost of access to the space so such kind of as a part of this r&d if few designs come out we, we will share but as far as satellite is concerned we also adopt this practice say build to print and build to design these two are there when we tell this is the way we, we want the results many industries they are building to design they are realizing the subsystems we have been using this one it is not new for us it is not new for us they are but end to end i agree end to end for developing this one industry has to come forward maybe some regulations may be required oh that action recently government has taken i think probably uh, whatever you are thinking end to end build building the satellites probably you will listen very soon right and uh, you know historically i think uh, given the risk and the investment uh, it would not be fair favorable for even uh, you know the industry in that sense to or they may not be such appetite within the industry to invest given the amount of risk there is in uh, realizing such a spacecraft and you know that may be just the way uh, the the vendor ecosystem and the risk appetite within the vendors were so far right this is one way because no see as far as they are supplying item to us the qualification procedure and qualification responsibilities with isro one aspect is when you are doing the testing and qualification if majority of the systems are failing this is a penalty on the industry the second aspect is you leave the entire satellite building to industry industry has to build the satellite and it has to take the responsibility if at all it is failed in orbit it is up to the industry such kind of maturity still i say that it has not come in come for the indian industry because of several reasons now industry is showing interest and approaching isro probably we have to uh, positively response respond to them and we should enable them and important thing is the market these industries they should concentrate not on the uh, indian satellite market they should concentrate on the global satellite market also then probably whatever the turnover that uh, that comes to them probably ros and uh, the capital investments because you know the first is end to end means a lot of uh, machinery and testing the test equipment is required to qualify even a small satellite 
you call it as EMCMI facilities, you call it as radiation test facilities, you call it as you take uh, vibration test facilities, you take acoustics test facilities. Such kind of facilities are very capital intensive, first point. And when we have, when our national requirement is for huge satellites, that is a uh, 1000 kg and above, maybe communication satellites, six, six tons, the facilities that are required for qualifying the satellites, the capital is huge, running into hundreds or thousands of crores. Probably industry, if they don't have a ROI, they may not come forward. That could be the, these could be the two reasons. Probably I think when the uh, demand goes, definitely some industries, we expect that Indian industries also pick up, uh, pick up the race and uh, they will do the end-to-end -end bidding of the satellites. Yeah, I definitely hope so. So we talked a lot about, uh, you know, the nature of the engagement of the industry and, and so on. How ready do you think um, Indian industry is uh, given the 300 or 400 core vendors that uh, ISRO has? Uh, how, how many of them are, you know, geared towards uh, being able to cater to the global market? How ready are they? What are the positives you see in them? And uh, what are the areas do you think they can improve on? See, most of the vendors or parties who supply the systems to us are at subsystem level. The backward integration is required and whatever the support that we, uh, we give or we intend to give, we have already offered to them. Probably the major industries, maybe uh, the corporate industries, they have to come forward. Again, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is not the readiness because all the many of the industries they are competing uh, for majority of the systems globally. It is not the competency of the system. It is again boiling down to the business. If business is there, because for establishing any uh, because they cannot depend totally on ISRO facilities and they should not also. Why? Because for everything if they depend on the ISRO facilities, a lot of uh, non-value added activities will be there. On critical facilities, capital intensive facilities, they can make use of the ISRO facilities. At least minimum to them, they should be self-reliant. Again, some capacity expansion may be required. So they have to see, the industries have to see the business case based on the market viability, based on the demand, based on their capability, how they can penetrate it to the global market. And the, it should be seen in that angle. As far as capacity, positiveness is concerned, every industry in the country in India are very enthusiastic and they're fascinating to enter into the space business. But ultimately the business is not just capability of producing it. It is a mix of revenues, sustainability, the demand, the future projection. Today, the demand will be, should be, will be there. Tomorrow, if that demand is not there, what the, these, these are all the questions industry is raising. Probably in European or uh, American scenario, maybe different. Why? Because a lot of private players are there. So to that extent, the industries should get educated, they should go globally. That's what we are also uh, telling the same thing. If you concentrate on only on Indian uh, space domain, probably your ROI will not work out. You have to go globally. 
when global thing is come a market share because the, today the projection 2019 projection is 360 billion in that one only market for the satellite and this the, the share is only less than around maybe uh, less than 20% so for that 20% many space agencies are there how much you will pick up so this is a this is a question which industries have to answer but as far as the openness is and competency is concerned no industry is inferior to the global standards they are all very good and they are all very positive but probably i think they have to pick up the global business and they see the business as the uh, positive uh, economically viable and they should get into this thing we are also hoping to uh, to see this kind of uh, radical change yes absolutely and do you have a sense if we have any statistics on uh, collected by any organization for that matter on how many of um, indian vendors who cater to the isro supply chain also export their uh, capabilities abroad i should say each and every fellow each and every vendor who is supplying to isro can supply to the global global uh, space provided there is an opportunity because each and every equipment you take uh, bolts you take washers you take uh, let's say uh, fasteners you take uh, subsystems of this thing you take propellant tanks you take control systems you take electronics you take uh, electronic packages i think we are not we are we are not inferior to any because you no know, otherwise no satellite will fly it is impossible Uh, for uh, for getting the satellite services today when we are getting the satellite services at par with any global standard it is out of these uh, these vendors who supply the items to us each and every vendor can compete with global standards only thing is they should have knack they should have a passion they should have a smart they should have smartness to enter into the global business and global uh, space agencies or global Uh, uh, tier one vendors also they should invite these people because it is given take policy. If let us say X company is there, I don't want to name them. If they are not interested uh, to pick up the material from uh, Indian countries, then what what these people will do? There should be an opportunity, and there should be a facilitator who should bridge these two people. and definitely uh, any business any uh, vendor or tyrant vendor or any uh, producer the rocket as long as they are uh, getting a product at lesser cost and better quality they don't mind opening the business to anybody but some facilitators should be there to connect the the, the demand and the supply and make a platform so that these two people will exchange and cross uh transfer of uh, commercial aspects will happen probably i look in that angle in, the, in that angle probably the platform is required for everybody because most of the people they are all msmes they are all micro uh, micro small scale industries they may not have technical know how or uh, know how about the requirement abroad and abroad people who does uh a lot of space business they may not be aware that these people are there in india and these people can supply the quality quality goods and at very competitive prices 
i think this kind of bridging the gap if it happens probably i feel that indian uh, at least if not 300 or 400 at least 50% of them will get a chance to get exposed themselves to the uh, global market right and one of the hot topics of course in the last 4 uh, or 5 years uh, is all the rise of the startups in india and especially you know very prominent startup nowadays like uh, bellatrix or skyroot or you know some of these other companies that have uh, come up um so uh, what do you like i get a lot of questions uh, often from people who you know reach me out on email or linkedin or so on to to say what is the way that uh, they can engage as a startup uh, with isro so could you briefly like talk about how startups and especially your um, cbpo uh, division uh, you know plans to engage with uh, startups yeah this is obviously i agree with you this is a buzzword uh say of late we have started this program couple of months back only probably i am also trying i level best in fact my chairman is personally uh, pursuing this uh, whatever the proposals that come from uh, startups in a very positive way but whatever the support they are asking probably we are extending to them to their satisfaction under the uh, under the umbrella of procedures so called uh, government uh, rules and regulations uh, probably i think i what i anticipate is these startups we are encouraging them in fact there is a, even niti ayog and government of india is also committed for developing the startups and slowly it is picking up but each and every startup they should come with an action plan rather than uh, openly asking what we can do what we can uh, what in which area you will give us the opportunity uh, a minimum homework any startup has to do and they should understand the Uh, procedures government procedures and our uh, uh, frame framework for exchanging anything because they should not expect because of the government we cannot be as open as a, an individual business or sole proprietary business some regulations will be there some rules will be there some procedures will be there we are binding but isro is very famous for acting very fast and we do take this Uh, suggestions or proposals in a very positive spirit they should come with an action plan in fact i was also discussing on one to one basis with many startups what you want because the main problem is the startups is funding but of course because of the uh, current pandemic situations probably uh, uh, the situation should improve and we should encourage the people but presently we uh, told each and every startup that the facilities are available for you only thing is what you want to do you should come with an action plan we do encourage the startups but nevertheless one important point i just wanted to make it here the startups should concentrate more on the application side here the applications are known but implementation plan may not be known to both for both the user as well as for the implementer these startups should have some benchmarking with uh, advanced countries how artificial intelligence or machine learning or iot uh, have been used for several applications both for remote sensing and for 
communication purposes they should educate the government they should go and meet the government with some action plan they look let us say example i will tell you there is agriculture insurance you take agriculture food security these are all the things as a layman if you ask also he will tell but how many such projects which these are all very ideal for startups without investing much you can do wonders drone applications let us say quarter satrita town planning taxing let us say to today if you see how many metropolitans how many cosmopolitans how many district quarters how many taluk uh, level how much real estate is going how many new constructions are happening you just see how many uh, how frequently this taxation will be done by government because government resources are not that much if somebody can engage in assessing the new constructions and give a feedback to the local uh, uh, province or local um, administrators and if we, if a such kind of model is developed it will it will pick up like anything again resource management agricultural uh, food security so these things basically because you know these the district administrations and government they are more bothered down for the day to day administration such kind of innovations innovative practices application of technology to the real time uh, uh, issues and uh, uh, real time management one has to come forward but we are also doing mentoring uh, the people and educating the uh, organizations through web- several webinars in fact i have done th- two to three such webinars in the last uh, three or four months so this is such kind of things have to evolve have to evolve it may take some time but smart guys they should come forward and pick up such kind of uh, opportunities and make a model so that the entire uh, country will look at this model and implement the same right i definitely agree with you on the applications front uh, that there's a lot of work uh, that uh, is to be done and also extremely big uh, market for a lot of people trying to develop applications uh for uh, india specific problems which they can also take to many other countries in the world who face similar problems and what is also interesting is uh, even on the technology development front uh there may be you know some sense of giving a direction to a lot of these uh, uh up and coming you know startups in that sense because um, most often from my perspective what i see is that um, a lot of the people are enthusiastic of certain technologies you know let's say somebody is interested in uh, quantum communication or you know some uh, optical communication or some some piece of technology or a very advanced water propulsion thruster or or something like that right so even on that front uh, where there is some ongoing research globally to produce a new technology or so on uh, there could be like some engagement model for um, for these kinds of companies to come up uh, in india as well and uh, what i was thinking about this is that uh, uh, is there a, you know a, a list of technologies that may be very interesting to isro that is futuristic uh, which can be kind of published saying if any of the startups are interested or you know are capable enough to show some demos uh, to, to show at you know trl 6 7 levels of demos uh, to isro uh, that will give them a sense of direction that this is requ- in fact required because 
from my you know perspective i think there's a lot of people who are kind of directionless because they don't know what is required and what is not required i agree with you but there is a scheme in isro which we call it as respond research sponsored research and it they, it, it is gaining a lot because but this program is exclusively for uh, universities but nevertheless this respond basket is available in our website where we uh, catalog all the advanced technologies and put it as a document form and who is the uh, nodal agency for carrying out this technology this information entire thing is available but otherwise also if any industry or if any individual even if they come forward and say that we wanted to do this technology there are several means there are several means let us say we have stay, uh, we started incubation centers these incubation centers basically in the six regions we are start we are starting three already implemented and research academia centers are there and uh, stay, say space technology cells are there these are all in universities why because basically anybody who wants to do research they require minimum uh, platform minimum resources so the universities are well equipped so that these universities can be uh, made use of for uh, for availing these facilities by the uh, either students or researchers or uh, uh, industries in that area so they can always tie up with the if such kind of quantum quantum uh, uh, energy quantum systems you are talking about this is a very good subject ultimately the future of space is totally linked to the quantum mechanics and quantum energy and lot of projects we have our own plan decadal plans and uh, even 20 years uh, future long long term plans on the quantum quantum systems how to develop we have published even to you take gaganyan several announcement opportunities where isro is looking for we have published and of course you know universities and academia they are coming forward but if any individual is coming forward they are free to write letters that is what the mechanism now opened they can jolly well write to in space and then they can acquaint they can get acquainted themselves for doing any research i think the now the doors are open we are just waiting for the people to knock the door right absolutely i think it's a very bright future uh, in uh, in that sense um so with respect to you know the uh, the the investment that even for example uh, that a lot of these uh, startups are doing and uh, or you know the investors are uh, trying to to make uh, in in some of these startups um, are there any uh, interactions between isro and uh, let's say the investment community as such to encourage more and more investment in space in some of these startups no this not started because this startup program of late we have started very recently in fact uh, we we are now i am now personally working on this uh, this collaborative meet with incubators accelerators venture capitalists and uh, angel investors exclusive session probably i think this will work on i am just working were interested especially in space domain uh, soon it will happen that's what i can say uh, because i have already uh, consulted the uh, startup india and took the names and personally we are getting connected with the people 
those who are we want to invite them for a discussion and then we will throw open the uh, full fledged startup program because today the facilities government has given very clear guidelines and clearances so that our facilities can be thrown open to the industries this is one very welcome sign only thing is startups have to come forward because they have to make the business case when the business case is made tying up with incubation centers tying up with uh, 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 and we have given one more suggestion that if you can make a product or a service which are uh, basically required by isro we will assure the buyback also so this is this particular proposal has been very much appreciated by very many people we are also looking for the people who will write to us and who will uh, just come with some homework it's not that because already everybody knows everybody knows who has got minimum knowledge about the space sciences because all these guys are very qualified very smart guys and they are very much uh, aware of the requirements whether they they wanted to choose the uh, let us say rocket propulsion side or uh, navigation side or application side or propellant side or chemical side or fabrication side whatever the area that they choose they should come with a minimum homework so that we will also be clear because i do not know what their capability what their interest is simply if i say these opportunities are there they may not meet the requirement first aspect or otherwise also whatever is required by isro we have already published in terms of this respond bucket even right now you can just type in isro respond basket isro you will get 152 to 200 page document where many cases are available which are probable uh, uh, research areas for isro for future missions so i am expecting only the individual has to has to knock the door and they will they should come one one step forward and we will go one step forward that's what i think that approach we should adopt in fact your investment in other things are concerned we are also just uh, making our own uh, assessment on how viable this particular space business for startups which are all the areas in fact with the aja collaboration i have organized two months back one seminar where i have called all the uh, big industries which are involved in the uh, uh, space applications domain they have shared their thoughts and they they we i am just uh, expecting for startups who will pick up and people are available both at nrsc and both at iist also is very prominent nowadays to impart the uh, technical know how we are ready to discuss with them if any viable thing if interest interest uh, coincides with our requirement or otherwise also we are ready to uh, encourage the industries but they should come with minimum homework on which area they should they, they want to work uh, with that one i think i hope i think the things will improve in uh, maybe couple of months or even less than one year i should think i, I am expecting that the things will improve right absolutely and one of the interesting uh, things that i have seen you know internationally now uh, looking at some of the countries uh, with respect to how they are engaging the space agencies uh, Uh, one of the models that i really like recently are from um, south africa and uh, and new zealand uh, what they do in uh, in uh, especially uh, some of the conferences is alongside the space agency booth 
because both uh, you know south africa and new zealand have now space agencies they have a section of the booth for many international major uh, conferences let's say the like the international astronautical federation where even isro has a booth every single year to give a portion or you know to allocate one portion of the booth to some um, uh, some of the prominent uh, smes or startups uh, who can then uh, you know have like a national pavilion so it will be they will call it like a south africa pavilion or a new zealand pavilion where the space agency and some of the industry uh, and of course you know the cost is borne by the industry uh, to pay for their own place uh, and it's no no way subsidized in that sense but uh, overall you know it gives a very good image that um, the industry is, um, is is gives you know the brand that isro will carry to reflect that to the industry also will open up a lot of this uh, opportunity to to the industry so i wanted to you know uh, suggest uh, this and also get your opinion on this no it's a good idea it's a good idea uh, see because uh, 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 what you want you should you should showcase this is one area because nobody will talk about you other than yourself then what what are the capabilities you are expecting also the expectations also should be told it's not enough if i if we say that i want rocket people people who can manufacture the rockets to come and take the share it's not enough what your expectations the third thing is what you help them if these three things in international because you know i have attended several international conferences we also share uh, whenever the international people come for either for face to face discussion or through emails we do share with them uh, what kind of uh, uh, things we expect from them and uh, yes i agree with you the international uh, platforms will by and large propagate such kind of uh, requirements and connect the people i agree with you so again you know thank you so much for uh, taking a lot of your time i have just uh, last uh, couple of questions with respect to the future of uh, how this whole program you know will move forward so in the near future as well as in the fairly you know distant future and let's say a 5 to 10 year road map that uh, you might have internally for cbpo uh, what do you think you know will have happen in the ecosystem you know in the next let's say one or two years you know then possibly what would be the goals for five year and then maybe further in 10 years uh you mean to say that isro or global uh no not just isro as in you know through your uh, uh, current work with the cbpo for uh, you know within isro as well as isro's engagement with the industry as well as from an industry outlook itself no i i already shared with you because isro is uh, very committed for uh, for expanding the space domain one is research front isro will be more concentrating and routine works even it is a mandate by the government the routine uh, productionization works will be given to the industry provided if they come forward and we do share the technologies necessary technologies and we train them and we will handhold them so that the isro will be relieved from the routine works routine must the same build to print kind of thing build to works and i am sure uh, the industry will pick up and will raise to the occasion will pick up and relieve isro for doing uh, advanced uh, 
things now isro's immediate goal is gaganya and we are also acquiring the different technologies through industry and uh, we are also doing in house uh, research for several systems in fact through academia through uh, through industry we are doing that one immediate our goal should be uh, qualifying and meeting the gaganyaan objectives set by government of india and parallelly we are also concentrating on increasing the payload uh, communication payload because most of the communication payloads are 6k so once the development process is completed probably india would become uh, self reliant even for the communication satellites also then the number of uh, the, the launches are going to increase based on the global demand because in isro has got resource constraint in terms of manpower or in terms of uh, other resources we are now encouraging the industry to bridge the gap so parallelly isro will be doing the the work what is intended to be done but the industry has to pick up has to grab this opportunity global uh, global opportunity and we expect that especially in the electronic front we wanted to uh, see the indian industry should raise to the occasion and we are also expect that because of the socio uh, political and socio economic uh, situation prevailing in the uh, country today probably many more industries we expect that they will invest in india for obvious reasons and india because of the talented manpower the interesting thing is most of the manpower is less than 30 more than 50% of the uh, human uh, capital is less than 35 years in india the qualified youth is available in india and most of the people are english speaking people so that the european and african and american countries they would not have any problem the cost of labor is uh, very competitive in india now indian government has shown positive indications for fdis and for investments i think taking all these opportunities i think we what we expect is lot of industrialization is going to happen in india which will in turn create indian industries as tier 3 partners or tier 2 partners supply uh, to the tier 1 partners so that industrial growth uh, is uh, is expected to be uh, uh, increased phenomenally in the coming years and of course the global also it is our duty because space is one area where the country boundaries will not matter much because cooperation space cooperations these are all internationally uh, proven and many nations come on to the common platform for any mission you take it as you take it as chandrayaan one chandrayaan many uh, astrosat such kind of things where international space agencies come together and do common research because why to waste money for uh, for a common thing so in space domain it there is no such kind of uh, competition as far as uh, the demarcation of the boundaries are concerned this space space business we expect that it will grow in the near future two years probably the lead time maybe because of the covid situation uh, i am not expecting much dramatic changes in the in one year to come but what definitely i expect within next 5 years there is going to be a boom in the indian industry especially in the space domain 
Sudeep, thank you so much for uh, taking an hour of your time in you know giving uh, a very good insight into a lot of uh, your experience uh, and insight from your eyes. I think it's a very fascinating conversation. I took a lot of this, and it also will give a lot of the listeners of this show a very good insight into you know the whole uh, evolution of this uh, you know engagement with the industry and how it's happened over the course. To, over the period of the last decades and you know how it is going to set the tone for the future so again thank you very very much for taking the time out in recording this podcast episode with me thank you narayan i think it's like the you're given me an opportunity to speak out what i have internally i think you should benefit the uh, young generation qualified youth to build up the to build the nation and we normally indians have a belief that the entire universe is one family that is the faith we need philosophy philosophy and indian uh, traditional people have got so in the space especially there is nothing like the demarcation between the countries and between the things we hope that india uh, our space domain will grow india will grow and world will grow thank you thanks a lot